of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And we are so grateful to be back after a bit of a break that we've taken. Um, yeah, I'm back from my sabbatical. You are. And how was it? It was really nice. Yeah? It was really, really nice. Um, for those of you, I know, actually, I haven't even listened to the episodes you recorded by yourself because I was on holiday. I think it was only one. It was only one. Yeah. Um, and just to explain to everyone why I was gone and why I was away. Not that you, I think you need to explain these things. I just Not thought at all. It's just interesting, interesting to talk yeah. about. I just, I had burnout. I guess. And I f- sometimes feel guilty about that because I feel like you do a lot more work than me in the business. And I feel like I spend a lot of the day just like kind of doing nothing anyway. But I think that what I hadn't acknowledged for a long time was that I hadn't had a consistent, like I hadn't had a day fully off from the business and you hadn't either for almost five years. Mm. And, you know, we don't, as I said, I don't work super hard, but it's still something you always think about. So I just said to Amy, we were on a walk and I sat down on halfway through the walk in the countryside here in England I just sat down on a chair and I said I think what I really need is something like back in school where you would just have you know four weeks where no one had any expectations of you Mm. and you just roamed the streets as a kid free with your friends causing trouble which you know is a little bit different when you're 31 but I just needed four weeks or a little bit longer where I wasn't worried about email and I wasn't worried about the numbers of the podcast or yeah. I wasn't worried about what product we were getting out. So I just put all my responsibilities over to Amy and Emma, mm. which was really, really nice. I feel so much better. I feel amazing. Do you? Yeah, I feel really good. It's so good. I feel really refreshed and I feel good to be back. Great. Yeah, I think it was such an important decision and, and we had a really good conversation on that walk and it was like, you know, this is, we have the ability to, to, to make it work for us and to sacrifice your mental health, your physical health, your energy levels just because why because like it was ridiculous we and it was such a good choice that we we decided to pull everything from you i mean obviously there were still a few things that had to come up well yeah we had some accounting disasters we had some accounting disasters that required james to clock back on but essentially we were able to take everything away from you and you were just able to have time just not thinking about it yeah no i'm, I'm really appreciative of you i think it was hard for me for the first week to I felt guilty because mm. I saw you doing extra work and I knew you were already tired. Mm. And I, I think it even took me yeah, a while to let go of that little bit of guilt. But once I did, I felt really good. Good. I mean, if a, a guilty break is more exhausting than just staying at work, I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, amazing. Um, and in that time, I've also gone to America. Um, I went to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and was a part of a writing room conference, which was such a... An incredible experience honestly it felt once in a lifetime the team at a writing room are fucking godsends and they are doing such important work and the community and the whole conference this congregation of creatives uh that were together in this conference were just incredible i was so blessed to be in their company i've never been more proud of you as well than watching your speech like it was such a culmination i watched online i didn't go to the conference um i watched it online like one o'clock in the morning in london and just seeing your growth as a speaker like i think you've always been a good speaker but just seeing having now i don't know like five years of practice of Mm. 
speaking to the camera, which I didn't always, I wasn't always confident would translate to an in-person live event, but it so did. Mm. Just running a class every Sunday, just you can't help but get good and comfortable at speaking in front of people, I think. And you were so amazing that you brought such an energy and a wisdom to that talk. And the amazing thing about that talk is that you changed topic the morning of, right? Do you want to tell that story? Yeah. So I spoke on the very last day. Um, I was the second last speaker after Mama Julia Cameron, which was incredible. Um, And I had this plan to kind of do a wrap up talk about how to take the magic home. But I really felt that that conversation had been touched upon during the day. And I just decided, I was like, this is not what I want to speak about. And I asked myself, like, what would you desperately want to speak about? And I was like, I want to talk about choosing yourself and self-coronation and self-anointing and and how we have to pick ourselves before anyone can pick us. And I was speaking exclusively to a room of writers. So I really felt super called to say, you have to know your own worth before a publisher picks you. And this is something that I've always felt so strongly about. And it just poured out of me. And it was such a fucking good conversation. And I knew I trusted myself to be able to change uh, com- conversation so quickly because, or my talk so quickly because I knew that this topic was sitting right in my heart and I knew I could wank on about it. And that's another amazing thing about doing this work for so long now is that I would say five years ago, you wouldn't have been able to come up with a speech you know, six hours before you went on. Yeah. But the fact that you've had to do that because, you know, for say for the collective, you know, even though you put a lot of time and effort into the collective, it's often you don't only have Saturday to think about what you're going to say on Sunday. So Mm -hmm. it's like suddenly you have to bring a one hour session together really quickly and develop it. And that's a skill you've developed. Like it's not a skill you always had. Yeah, thank you. I felt really great. Um, You know, there are still things that I feel like I can get better at, of course, which is great. I would never want to feel like I've maxed out. Um, But I felt connected to the audience and I felt seen and I felt held and I felt part of community and it was really fucking good. And it was just an incredible weekend. Again, like, the team at our writing room like Jacob Nordby and Sam Lamont and Claire like I just I felt so honored to be in their presence they're doing really important work exciting it's super Very exciting cool. I want to be part of it and then straight we went straight from that into my parents visited us in England I told them they could only come for I think I said two and a half weeks they ended up staying for three and a half weeks your mother listens to this podcast I know mum it was lovely to see them but I'm just saying next time <laughs> you know if I say two and a half weeks, it means three weeks max. It has been a really big, really, really big month. I got home immediately, got sick, um, which I think is classic. And what's going to happen when you when you move through so much like that? But we are getting back into routine. We are we're excited to have a conversation today about um, what we're doing in this next season of our lives and how we're ramping up our writing um, and just getting back into this creative flow. We are having an era of just Amy and Jane's time. No one is visiting us. No one's visiting us. <laughs> That's it. No, none of you. None no one, of no one you are visiting us. us. I think we've moved to England in May and we've had about a month to ourselves. But this is going to be the era of cozy Christmas. Amy and James, we're just going to be together. We're going to write. We're going to create things. We're going to podcast. We're going to YouTube. We're just going to enjoy each other's company and be writers. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm already loving it. Me too. It's, it's like day best. three. No offense to anyone who visited us. We no offense to you, anyone who visited us. It's nice now. We love you really a lot and continue to love you. But it is now time for you to not be here. And another important piece of housekeeping is that you might have noticed we have a new intro to our podcast. More new intro music. Our original intro music was just, I think it was done by our brother-in-law. Just like, boom. I think he had to just come up with something very quickly. Yeah, um, I think and he we loved it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we inserted us well, but 
Um, I, I don't know if you want to introduce Matilda. Yeah, and... I do. So Matilda Eyre is a singer that I have worked with. She is one of the most incredible creatives. I got the privilege of working with her one-on-one -on -one in London on the tour last year. Um, her music completely encapsulates me. You'll have probably heard her music because I use it a lot of the time in my reels and in my stories. It's like whimsical and takes me to another place. And I don't know, I just absolutely am besotted by it. And last year in London, we discussed this idea of her creating a new podcast intro for us. And as these things go, it took a little while, but finally we have this incredible new introduction, which I think, I mean, the, the thing I love about it is I love that a fucking artist, well, that we get to collaborate with artists. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Like we didn't really give Matilda there very much direction. She just came up. She really copped a lot of us being crappy, didn't she? Yeah, we, we were, were really just... bad communicators. Yeah. But she basically by herself just came up with something and we were like, I love it. No, I mean, no notes. Yeah, literally. No and, notes. And it's annoying not to get notes, but sometimes you just make something so good, you know? Yeah, I, I do feel a little bit guilty because she arranged quite a lovely like 30 second bit and then I think we decided last minute. Yeah, she's she's cut it down right. for us. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and it was a really amazing long, maybe we should, We'll put it on this episode. Yeah, we'll put the full thing on this yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, because it, like the whole build up was just, it was it, as a 30 second piece, it was amazing. I'm actually excited to see what she does for the shorter yeah. piece. Um, but yeah, it was it was just, as soon as I heard it, I went, this is it, this is yeah. perfect. Amy's mum was already texted, messaged us saying, oh, I just thought, I'm just not used to change, you know? Sorry, Kath, <laughs> to do your voice like that. I'm not implying that's what you sound like. That's just my Australian person saying something voice. But it was time. Yeah. And we're so grateful for Matilda. We're going to put Matilda's links in um, this podcast description. Please go follow her, support her. It's really important to us that you support her. Like, please, if that's one thing you do from today's podcast, please go and support Matilda. She's an incredible performer and deserves to be witnessed in all her magic. And we'll put her YouTube and Spotify links in the 100%. and Instagram links in yeah. the description of the episode. So, yeah, yeah please listen please. to Matilda's music and support her. Okay, big, big catch up. But big catch up. The topic we wanted to discuss today is... Oh, you've forgotten. No, I just don't know how to word it. It's how to safely increase your output. How to safely increase your output, which I think is a topic particularly close to James's heart as someone who is very, uh, dare I say, nervous about increasing output. Yeah, and I've talked about a lot on the podcast before about how I've been very, very disciplined with never going very much over 500 words of writing a day. Yeah. And how... And a lot of that came from uh, a good protective place because I had done it before and I had burnt out. Yeah. And I, when I say burnout, I'm not sort of talking about the same, the kind of burnout that I've had from our business. I'm talking about creative burnout where my brain couldn't think of anything more to write the next day because yeah. I'd done too much the day before. Yeah. It's like an exhaustion of the creative muscle. And for, yeah, for years and years after experiencing that a few times, I was like, that's it. I just cannot write more than 500 words. But then I had this other side of me that was like, I actually have time in my day. I have slack in my day to put another writing session in. Mm -hmm. I was too scared for so long to put that extra writing session in, even though I really wanted the extra writing session, even though I thought it would be great to have an extra writing session. And I thought this would be the purest thing that my heart kind of longs for. Like I feel mm -hmm. like that would, you know, I, I, I like, I hate to pretend that writing is all about output because of course it's not. And for years I've, think that 500 words a day I think 500 words a day is more than enough for it you is to more write. than enough literally I think yeah. that 250 words is, is perfectly fine or even less if you want to but I just feel like I was at the stage in my mm -hmm. writing journey when I when I felt like I should be stepping up into a little bit more output yeah should not should could it would be nice to yeah you could I feel like I, I had the ability yeah and I had the structures around me where I could do it yeah and I wanted to do it and this is what I've been experimenting with for the last not that long 
like on and off for the last six months, but probably only properly re- very, very recently. Yeah. And trying to figure out how to do this. It's the season. We're upping, we're upping the ante this season in terms yeah. of our writing. Yeah, we're upping the ante. We're hunkering down. Yeah. And I just really don't want to, I, I don't want to talk, I don't want people to think that I'm saying that it's like a superior way to be. No, to it's more. just a choice. Yes. And I think that um, I still don't consider myself a full-time writer or anything. So I still almost consider that what I do for you is my job and yeah. I have a job. And then my writing is what I do in my spare time. Yeah. Even though I think it's very important to what I do and, and how I support you and understand you and our business yeah and obviously the podcast like yeah I'm you not could writing. Really, it's funny it sits underneath and i similarly feel sometimes about that about my fiction even though yeah mm. the fiction does make money now i feel like it's like it sits at the core of everything every piece of work we do but it isn't the work yeah it's interesting do you think of yourself as a non-fiction writer who writes fiction on the side still do you think yeah sometimes i think that i don't under, i can't explain my fiction like it's it, it, it seems it is work uh, but it sits underneath in a like a fundamental way that is like so you cannot break it apart from who I am. Yeah. And I often think, and this is a tangent, I'm so sorry to go, oh, the Unpublished Podcast is Ooh, going on what? a tangent. Who would have ever guessed? But something that I think is interesting is that I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. Really? Yes. Oh my God, your tangent about tangents distracted this, you from the tangent? Yeah, it literally did. What were we talking about? Oh my God, why does anyone listen to this? <laughs> Um, here, can I ask you a question? Yes. Can I bring it back? Yes, of course. What are you afraid of in ramping this up? I'm, I'm afraid of being depleted of energy. Yeah. And of losing, like, of trying to do a thousand words a day for, you know, a few months and then having no output for the rest of the year. Yeah. So that it ends up being net worse. Yeah. It's I like understand. our friend Gary talks about, and a lot of you will know Gary from being on a podcast, mm. writer's maths. And it's like writers try and convince themselves that more words will lead to, more words per day will lead to more words total. Yeah. But then it if doesn't you burn work. out, it do, you know, there's a danger yeah. of falling into it. Which I think is why like we are taking this so fucking slowly and seriously. This increase of words is not something that is like we do on a whim. Like we have been doing 500 words a day for literally like years and years and years. And we are very seriously and carefully choosing to do this. Yes. And that's what I was going to say from the beginning was that you almost for me i've had to experiment to Mm. figure out how to do this and i think the big mistake that i made was just assuming that i would just extend this is what i tried to do early in my writing i want to say career or yeah say career career is i would just extend the morning 500 words to a thousand yes horrible mistake for me yeah really really horrible mistake for me i don't know what it was but I know I often like to use exercise metaphors and I don't know if this is practically what was happening in the brain, but I feel like for me, if I was going to, if I'm going to exercise twice in a day, I want to have a break in between. Yeah. I want to rest my body because a two hour gym session is way harder than a one hour gym session in the morning and then a one hour gym session in the afternoon or a one hour gym session in the morning and then a one hour run in the afternoon, for example, it's way easier than going back to back on that. Mm. And I could, and to illustrate this point further, uh, with the physical body. Yeah. I remember one time I was in a habit before we moved when we were in uh, back in Australia. I was really getting into my running, but I was still enjoying my gym. And I, w- I was going like that, gym in the morning, run in the afternoon. Yeah. And one day I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll just run back from the gym. Mm, makes sense. And then I'll have saved that, you know, and then I'll have it all done. Yeah. And then I ran back from the gym and I, like, it was a shorter run than normal, <laughs> but I just died. I remember. And I trained upper body. Yeah. And I still just didn't have the total energy output yeah to run a shorter distance than i normally would run in the afternoon yeah i think that was what was happening to my brain yeah i, I can buy it 
I, I need to have a break in the middle. So what, I don't think this is for everyone, which is super interesting. Yeah. But I think it is definitely for you. Because I think there are riders out there, and I'm so sorry once again to be talking just about riders, but you know, I'm assuming you can apply this too. <laughs> um, actually, I've been trying to conceptualize lately of how, how to use language that's better for, for people and I'm, who are not riders. And I think often maybe time domains is better or like how much time you spend on something. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I, I want to know more about this, but yeah, I think that for some people, they might find that they have a momentum after 500 words. Yes. I know I was listening to Brandon Sanderson talk about this the other day, once again, bringing up our hero, Brandon Sanderson. And he was talking about how he often has a slower first hour of writing mm. and then everything gets faster after mm. that. Whereas for me, I don't think that's the case. You have a fast, fast little I get minutes. in really quickly. I've got no issue shifting into writing. Like yeah. I do 500 words often in 20 minutes. Yeah. But then I'm like, done. Done. These are the patterns that we have to become aware of. Like these, and if you're not a writer, like you have to look at the patterns for, that pertains to your particular craft. Because I think too many of us are just trying to fit ourselves into some other someone else's structure, not listening at all. And the listening that you've had to do over the last few years, you've had to listen so hard and fuck up and mess up in order for us to make these changes. I've had to try so many things and mm. I've tried writing, having my session at different times of the day and I've had, I've tried, you know, just doing that one big block in the morning. Yeah. And by, by say, when I say I've tried having sessions at different times of day, I mean, I've tried having a whole 1000 word session. Yeah. At like different in the times of days. In, yeah. And for me, the only thing that seems to be working energy wise is having two split sessions yeah. that are separated by a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to, if you want to increase your output, you have to, First of all, I think the first thing you have to do is why. Like, I'm be very curious about why and looking at if this is a should or not feeling enough or if you're just genuinely eager to, at, in this season, create a little bit more or perhaps you have an external deadline that you want to meet. Um, and then after you've asked, you know, why, look at how you work and look at how you create and make a very, very informed decision. And you're going to have to fuck up, I think. Yeah, totally. And that fuck up, unfortunately, might lead to you not doing any creation for a month. Yeah. or two months isn't, which isn't is what happened so to me hard, in the yeah. past like i've really messed myself up in this case but i think the journey has been worth it yeah so i think that the title of the episode you know how to safely increase your output really it's saying like how to fuck up several times and maybe unsafely increase yeah. your output until yeah. you can until find you a safe, safe way to do, way to do it, it. Yeah. yeah i think we can be cautious with this you know we don't have to go super hard and again all we're talking about is a thousand words a day like again it's not a huge i mean it's literally double what we normally do but it's yeah. not um, you know, we're not asking James to do 5,000 words a day. Yeah. And to be clear, I don't want to increase my output because I want to finish books faster because I think I should. It's like, I have so many ideas yeah. that it's almost like, I just want to get all my ideas down yeah. on paper. You I, know I what? You just expression. fucking love it. I love to write. Yeah. And I want to write more because I love doing it. I love that. Like, it's not because I think it is, this will be my path to publication or this is what yes, serious proper yes. writers do or yes. anything. I think it's literally just because I have, I mean, at the moment I have, I'm working on, I've, I think I've announced that I'm, I went back to the novel I abandoned. Yeah. So I'm writing that. I'm finishing off, well, I'm going to another project. I'm basically solo finishing off the sci-fi book we're writing together. Yeah. And I have a third book, which I'm also really into and working on. I'm like, well, that's too many projects. I'm going to have to start finishing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to start finishing things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also, like, look at that notes file full of ideas. And like, I've got maybe, so like... Many. 30 more book ideas in my yeah. notes file so it's I like that. I've got it I want to get to them yeah of course and I love that and it's beautiful motivation I think this kind of ties into a conversation that I think is an entirely new podcast which I do want to discuss which is that I personally and I think James too like had to heal my relationship with hard work and with hustle in order for me 
to this makes sense when I say it aloud since it's almost obvious but in order for me to have a healthy relationship with hard work like I had to fuck hustle go so slowly I had to like literally become like anti-productive because I had to go against all of the stories I've been sold about my worth being attached to productivity in order for me now to work hard in a healthy way because I have a very big drive and I have a big capacity for work Mm. but I wasn't able to utilize it or to enjoy it until I had broken down these stories about you know these capitalist and industrialist stories about hard work and I want to have that conversation later because I think it ties into this one can we have a, a little, little bit of it yeah now? of course okay? do you have something to say yeah I have a lot to say I think it makes me angry to think about how much I was ruined not ruined but I was hustle culture hustle culture took away my ability to enjoy hard work working on projects that I enjoy yeah and there's a part of me that really wants to pursue my creative calling with tenacity mm. and then there's the other part of me which is like no like um that's just buying into myths you have to be productive and 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 have a lot of output and it's just you're right it's such a complicated issue because then you just end up getting fucked from both sides basically yeah it's super interesting and you're never happy and you're just in the middle like wanting to go not knowing which way you should go and then realize and then eventually you have to realize that there's a middle way yes this is your way. Where, where you just choose to do and it And you're the authority. Not, or, or you just choose to work to your own pace. Yeah. Not to and whatever external pace. And sometimes that will pace. be That'll this be, and sometimes that will yeah. be that. And, you know, for Brandon Sanderson, it might be 4,000 words a day. For me, yeah. it's going to be 500, maybe 1,000 words a day. Yeah. And maybe something different in the future Maybe again. something different in the future. And it's going to be what I feel like is right for me at this moment in my yeah. life. And at the moment where I don't have a lot of external pressures. Like, you know, I don't... My, my job with you, I can do pretty easily like i'm pretty used to it now yeah um i can have another writing session in the afternoon so yeah. there's, there's a lot of freedom in my day so yeah. that's right for me i can do that yeah you know we don't all have the same 24 hours in the day like some of us do have more slack in our schedule yeah and i mean something something that i've always admired about my writing routine is that really if i think about it i can write a thousand words in an hour of the day yeah it's very cool but that might not work for you exactly yeah I love this. I think this is a huge conversation and I understand your anger that you have against hustle culture, not just for, there's like, it's like an anger that you robbed us of the joy of work. Yeah. Yes. Because I think that, and also like, I don't even think work is the wrong word. It's like just free and and it's free pursuit of what brings you meaning. Yeah. And I think that for ages I was like, even though this thing brings me immense meaning, it's too attached to some kind of industrialist like yeah. need and, and should. Yeah. And so I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm lying to myself, but I do feel in a place where I can now either work really hard or choose to lay off a little bit and not feel plagued by these industrialist nar- narratives yeah. that used to rule my fucking life, that used to rule my life. Mm. And I think it gives me more space, ironically, to work really hard. And I think a lot of, like, what I've, and what we've been doing a little bit of research into this for Secret Project. Secret Project. And um, that there's so much research out now that says that if you can find a way to work towards your creative project that you're working on, especially, and particularly creative things, so, mm-hmm. like, the arts, mm. that it's so good for your mental health. It's yeah. so good for your um, decreasing negative affect like it's so good for you feeling like you have meaning in your life like these things if you can do if you can do art literal art every day 
to the extent that you want to do it, that it's so good for you. So it's like the almost the anti-hustle. I've been telling us and that all this time. I know. And it's like the, it literally is the anti-hustle because it's like you're doing something society tells you is meaningless, mm. but you're doing it on your own terms yeah. to the extent that you want to do it. Yeah. And it, there's something just so freeing and meaningful and fun about that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Which I feel like I just don't have the words for this No, yet. same. Which I think I think it's like we'll just sit with it and we can we can develop it i think we've we've put some ideas out there and again we'd always love to hear from you this mm. is a big conversation i think like really big actually yeah and I, and also like i really know i don't want to write more than a thousand words good day. i really don't like well for, for now i really don't for now yeah 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 I, I even though i technically have the time to write yeah, like yeah. five thousand words in the day in a day and i know that i could do it once yeah oh, still a bad idea oh, a terrible idea Let's talk about Amy. Okay, great. Love to talk about Amy. I'm also increasing my work at the moment or my writing at the moment. And I'm bringing it up to a thousand words a day as well um, on Secret Project. And then I think I'm also inclined to look at doing a little bit of a first draft of a new book. Mm. And I think... I have a more chaotic and ever-changing working pattern that makes it very hard for me to track what is good and what is bad for me. In fact, I often feel like something that works for me on a Tuesday will fuck me up on a Thursday. Mm. And so I find that I have to be very intuitive on a day-by-day basis as to what is going to work for me. Like I can always do my, I normally, I, I'm just going to say it, like my minimum is 300 words. Your minimum is 500, but I never go to that. Mm. My minimum is 300 and I know I can always do that. But otherwise it's always a bit it's a bit touch and go for me and i wish that i was a little bit more stable in terms of what i could do each day but i think i'm realizing that i just have to be more flexible than i want to be yeah do you see that in me do you think that's an assessment that's true definitely Mm. i mean even thinking about your day yesterday and i know and this is also something i want to talk about was that that different kinds of writing everyone thinks like one kind of writing uses the same kind of energy whereas for you nonfiction is basically free energy often a first draft nonfiction. Yeah, first, but then editing nonfiction is the hardest. Kill me, kill my face. And then writing fiction is like in the middle. I feel. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of feel the same. We often say, and it's so rude of us, but like nonfiction is easy. <laughs> we're like people who write nonfiction. Of course, you're a real <laughs> writer, and we say this as nonfiction writers ourselves. We're like fiction is so much harder. I can't believe how much. And I think, and then I think it does come down to energy output. That's what we. I feel like we feel like energy yeah. output for fiction is higher. But so you can do. I feel like you can do a thousand words of nonfiction about as easily as you do. Yeah, and just words. understanding like what takes more from me allows me to, to, to have this level up that we're about to have. And I wonder, and I do totally agree that you're. And so yesterday you were exhausted yes. after writing a thousand words because you had to do a little bit of editing. Yeah. But today you've written fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, and you feel um, you want to have another writing session. I do. I will. And I will. And I, yes, I do see a lot more changeability in yeah. you than in me. Whereas. And I think something, some of it is to do with like how you feel in the day and some of it is to do with your, um, what kind of writing you've been doing. Yeah. And health. And, and health. Yeah. And also like, have you done a big Instagram post? Cause that might be another 500 words equivalent or something. Yeah. Whereas for me, I really like to find an equilibrium and a balance and stick to it. Yeah. And I like to feel like I have a routine in my writing. Yeah. Which is not going to be the case for everyone. No. I mean, I have to have some routine, but I need flexibility. I think you're, it's good for you to have routine, like, on the time of day you do things often. Yeah, interesting. Maybe. But, like, what? I, I, I think I'm further behind on this journey than you are. You're much more attuned. But your output... Sorry, I don't want to play whose output is bigger, because who fucking cares? But 
I've always seen you as ahead of me because I always like you. But like, you what have the fuck more, am I doing? You like have more projects under your belt. Yes, but that's not. I think in this specific way, in terms of like actually understanding my creative practice and what works for me, I think I'm very disconnected. You know, it's hard for you because you spend all your life worrying about other people's creative practice. Mm. And even though you have your own, and yours just works, like yours does work. Like you just get stuff done. You have a good relationship with it. Like yeah. you don't procrastinate. You're not a perfectionist. You very rarely burn out and you get books done. So it's yeah. like, it's almost like yeah, I'm like, busy why am I fucking around doing other it? people. Yeah. Like I'm busy worrying about other people. I, my practice is fine. You've done a lot of the work earlier. Like, you, you know, when I feel like you've come, you had such a huge spike when you started journaling, you just yeah. like, push down all these barriers you um overcame so much self-doubt you self-coronated you dealt mm-hmm. with all this, these issues and then suddenly i thought since then it's almost like you had this blossoming and now you've been worrying about other people yeah interesting whereas i've always been an introspector i don't have to i don't have to worry about other creatives so much yeah. like i do the podcast i don't have to worry about my com- like your community yeah yeah interesting and i i must say like i think this conversation is one of the biggest conversations i've i've really had to think about like mm-hmm. my working patterns yeah again because they kind of work they may not be the most efficient or the most energetically beneficial, but like they do work. So I have never spent time like really unpicking them. Yeah. I think it is time for me to have a look though. I think it's hard for you as well to stick to a schedule and write a schedule down yes. and, have, and have, we've tried it so many times in the past and it, it doesn't It really, doesn't work. Whereas for me, it, it tends to work Yeah, a lot more And strongly. I like that we're so different because I, well, because I think it provides a good example for yeah. people. Like I think, you know, we are so different mm-hmm. as writers and as creatives. Like, and you, listener, creative, you are so different and you need to understand that and you need to really pay attention to that. You and me both. Yeah, and of course, the whole point of the episode is how do you safely increase your output? You have to figure that out for yourself. I'm so sorry. Shocking. I'm so, so sorry. That's the answer to all of our questions we pose. Like, but it's to be mindful, you know? It's, yeah. it's to really think about okay, I did a little bit more today. How did that feel? Oh, I did a little bit less today. How did that feel? And maybe my big mistake in the beginning was like going, today I'm going to write a thousand or 1500 words rather than going like, maybe I'll write 600 words. Yeah. Like a slow increase. see how that is or something. But That's okay. You you figured a lot out. And and I just want to say that something that's interesting is I've increased my output to about a thousand words, but I'm, I am kind of stopping at 750 to 800. If I have, as in like, some, I, I'm okay to stop at 750 to 800. Right, you're right. It's not like I have earlier. to hit 1,000. Understood. It's almost like 500 is still my bare minimum. And then hitting the, anything 1, else is like a, a bonus. bonus. It's yeah. like I get a bonus. You point. give yourself an, an opportunity to go further. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, it's, it's not like your bare minimum is 1,000 anymore. Your bare minimum is still 500, but you have an, a designated opportunity to go further. And can I say, if I'm busy and I have something else to do in the afternoon, I just fuck off that second writing session. Yeah. And I don't feel guilty about it at all. Yeah, good. At right, all. I like it. Because the, the, the morning one, which I do at 7.30, is so locked in. Yeah. It's your safety net. Yes. Okay, very interesting conversation. Do you have anything else to say? <sighs> no. Oh, a mournful no. If anyone's watching the video, yes, I'm a polo shirt person now. Oh, we've updated yeah, I made our the fashion. switch about a month ago just to see how it feels, and I'm liking it so far. Good update, James. Yeah. I don't think I have any other clo- clothing updates, although I am. I do think I'm entering my big blazer era. Well, we don't have clothes. That we realized we had a really cold day in England. Like, we had a zero degrees day. We did. Um, Celsius, not Fahrenheit, for you Americans listening. And it was like, we were not prepared. No, we have to update the winter wardrobe. Hmm. So, <laughs> we don't even have bedding that's suitable. No, for we it. don't. Um, so, um, just you wait and see. Just wait and see. Just you wait and see. Yeah. These are the important things. We will be back. We're back on 
should be back on regular schedule now. So you should expect us at least till Christmas to be putting out podcasts. We have a great interview next week with Seth Haddon for the second time. Um, So stay tuned for that. Honestly, one of my favorite guests. If you haven't listened to Seth's first interview from, I don't know what it was like a year and a half ago. Jesus. uh, Yeah. Maybe even more. I don't know. No. (laughs) Sorry about that loud percussive sound on the mic. That was me laughing. Um, Cool. It's a really, it's it's one of the best interviews we've done because because he's caught... fucking revolutionary and yeah. he's like the he's like at the forefront of publishing yeah. and what we're doing new in publishing self publishing too which I think we might may or may not be allowed to talk about in the, in the episode but just so fascinating the way he's used social media the way he's used TikTok so cool um the audience he's built and the career that he's started for himself because he was so good at marketing himself yeah, I love it amazing. Okay, guys, well, we will see you next week. Please take care of yourself. Uh, Trust yourself. You are the authority on this creative journey. Your pace is your pace and it is holy. Good to be back. Also, just quickly, if you're listening to this on Spotify and you're Spotify Premium, you can, and you're in the UK or Australia, you can listen to Amy's audiobooks for free. P.S. On those platforms, on that platform. And they're really good. And it should be coming to America and Europe and the rest of the world soon. Nice, James. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.